stuff up up there for them. It's six o'clock. It's time for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio. Exciting stuff. We're listening in the fills to Wyatt Act today, their new album. Check them out on SoundCloud or wherever. Go see them live here in San Francisco, the Wyatt Act. They're an amazing band with Guinevere Q. No big fucking deal. Uh, Breakfast, be breakfast and young son. Great people. There's another person in the band. I forget her name. I'm a jerk. All right, the way the joke workshop works. Comics go up for four minutes. They hear the horn at three. It means they have a minute. And then they wrap it up. There's four minutes of comments from their comedian peers. And then we move on to the next comic. It's a full house tonight. So we're going to get started really quickly right after I turn up the noise out there so they can hear each other here at Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I would say donate, but everything's broken. We don't have a donate button. We don't have it. Just come and give me money. <laughs> come to Mutiny Radio and see a show, please. All right. Here we go. Joke Workshop. ready to go here on the joke workshop we're gonna get started uh hey please remember comics that you don't have to donate two dollars but if you don't i just ask that you do a tiny bit of labor for my labor because i'm back here running the board for two hours and taking notes and giving you comments and i hope it's worth two dollars but if that is too difficult for you because i understand two dollars for me is a beer and that's difficult and i with a tip because i work at a bar so that two dollars is very important to me so if that two dollars is as important to you as it is is to me please just take a picture and post it to Instagram and make Mutiny Radio look cool because that is worth $2 to me. Um, but also money is because I am back here working for you and I kept the space open and it still exists because I pay the rent. So your help really is integral to keeping this place open. And I hate to constantly beg, but I just did the dues and every month. Okay, here we go. Your first comment. <laughs> you guys have no idea how much it sucks. Well, maybe you do understand how much it sucks to be poor. Uh, okay, but my parents don't like me, so I don't get any money from them anymore. Your first comedian, he's young enough that his parents probably still love him. Put your hands together for Cody Abe. Yay! Hi, everybody. Uh, I recently got back into skateboarding. Uh, wait, let, hold on. Let me rephrase that. I recently uh, bought a skateboard again for the fifth time, and uh, you know, it's I shouldn't be. I don't think I should be skateboarding. Uh, people come at me like, like you see me with a skateboard, and they're like, "Yeah, you, you got a new hobby. That's cool, dude." Nah, woodworking's a hobby. In five years, I'll have a chair with woodworking and with 
with uh, with skateboarding. In five years, I'll have a wheelchair. That's not gonna be fun. Um, I, uh, I I ate shit today uh, trying to ollie up a curb. Uh, not fun. Uh, but the good thing about skateboarding is that you can learn from your mistakes. Uh, I'll tell you what I should have done. See, as I was approaching the curb, what I should have done was, uh, like, right before I hit the curb, uh, is pick up my board and walk up the curb because that's, like, the best way to not fall. Uh, I was batting a 1,000 walking up curbs my whole life. I don't know what came over me to throw that, you know, curveball at myself to, to fucking, I don't know. I, it's, not a, it's not a hobby. Uh, it's It's... it's it's a death wish at the end of the day. Like, I'm going to kill myself. The oldest, yeah, I, I'm going to, not like, like while skateboarding, not because I'm depressed. That, that's that's com two completely different things. Um, I don't know, did you guys take it all that way? Never mind. Um, uh, <laughs> where, where's it going? So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't think I should be skateboarding. It's not, when I walked into the skateboard shop, uh, I think they're called skateboard shops. I see. Um, I walked in and the guy was like, he started talking to me because I guess I look like I know I know how to skateboard. I don't know. Do I have the vibe where I like, as a kid, I probably owned like probably. I don't know. I just I he he was like he talked to me way too comfortably. I thought it was good customer service, but I found out that he thought that he saw me before in the store, and uh, I I should that was the confidence that I didn't need because I immediately went outside. And uh, I I fell, and um, yeah I don't know I've been trying to make better decisions uh, on a unreal uh, you know find some new hobbies on an unrelated note though does anybody want to buy a skateboard that that's something I'm trying to do uh, I, I I looked into cooking cooking's cool because uh, it's it's a fun way to assert your dominance over somebody uh, that, you know like I can Julien carrots i can brunoise potatoes and chiffonade parsley <laughs> what the fuck can you do like that's how you dominate someone right just with your knife skills um i don't know i i, I like cooking from what i've seen and heard uh but it, it's it's just it's a cool way it, it cooking is awesome because you can be a show-off and no one's gonna get mad at you for it right you're not gonna be like someone's not gonna be eating a perfectly well-seasoned steak and being like yeah, this is good and all, but did you see the way he butter basted that? It's fucking pretentious. Like, no one's going to say that. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, they say cooking, uh, uh, baking is science and cooking is jazz. And if that's the case, then I'm listening to a lot of jazz. And by that, I mean ordering Postmates all the time because I'm a millennial. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a millennial. Uh, I'm also a hypochondriac. I'm a millennial hypochondriac. And the difference between a millennial hypochondriac and a normal hypochondriac is that a millennial hypochondriac uh, doesn't go to the doctor. He just stays at home and waits to die. Uh, that's basically it. All right, thank you, everybody. Cody Abe, everyone. Cody Abe. Uh, there's microphones around. Uh, so I have a few things. Number one, why are you depressed? And I feel like that could be a Mobius strip of I'm depressed because I suck at skateboarding kind of thing. Like, Did I say I was depressed? Yeah, you said at one point that you were depressed. You said you were waiting to die. Yeah, you were, you were talking. You mentioned that, that you were depressed and you didn't on, say why. And I was like, On my skateboard. I guess that didn't come up. I guess you guys just hear what you want to hear from me. Uh, I don't know. When I used to skateboard, I found it really fun. Do you hate it? So is it like you just want? Is it because you just want to look cool, or like so why are you into it? Is it for the feel of the wind in your hair, or what's the why? Why skateboard? 
I did it because I wanted to look cool in my 30s. That's why I that's why I skateboarded and then I lost a tooth okay, and it yeah, wasn't okay. I cool. Should get that across then. Yeah. <laughs> get that across. Well, that's kind of. Uh, it has an on-off switch maybe, and it might not. That might be a bad one. Try the other one. <laughs> that one works. Uh, well, that's kind of thing is you do not skateboarding is like. The, I don't know how the graph of it looks, but like you definitely don't look cooler as you get older skateboarding. Like right. that's I like. With, well, well, okay, it's Pam. okay. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's fine. No, you can be, you can be ageist in, you can be as ageist as you want, because in ten years you're going to be just as well, old, ugly, and wrinkly as I am. Well, because to other older skateboarders, right. it becomes a very insular right, right, group. Yeah, yeah, and you right? think that you think younger. Like if your life goal is you. to just hang out with skateboarders until you're eighty, like it's a good hobby to pick up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh. <laughs> Uh, and it's also like useless as like a mode of transportation. Right? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah, make yeah. any sense as a mode of transportation. It doesn't make sense to pick up later. Like, yeah, just yeah. drive home the fact that like picking up later doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think that, that that might be help you out a bit. And then I think maybe like throw back to cook. Uh, cooking is like you picked it up for comp- the compensate for how shitty you are at skateboarding. And right, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know, maybe throw some kind of callback in there. And that's all I got. So about the cooking thing, you say brunoise, which is a great thing, except you would never brunoise a potato because a brunoise is actually like a tiny, tiny, tiny dice. It's like the tiniest dice you could ever do is called a brunoise. So you would do that with like carrots or celery or onions, but you would never do it with a potato because then you, you would cook the potato and then you would use a ricer. Anyways, if you're going to talk about cooking, like unless you want to sound like, unless you're trying to make it like you don't know what you're talking about, which is fine too. It's just that you would never, I'm sorry. I just nitpick, but I'd never brunoise a potato. It doesn't make any sense at all. It's actually a brunoise, so... Uh, so sorry. I'm, to, I'm, uh, I'm sorry I cook for a living. I just thought I'd help you with that. <laughs> Is that pretentious? It's pretentious. I cook for a living. Yay. Except that people don't get paid to cook. So, Allison, you have things to say. It's, it's I was only... just going to suggest maybe you want to pick up a one wheel. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, don't get no, it. Don't skateboarding, dude. Uh... uh the other thing about your skateboarding you, story, you, you know what? You know what? No one looks cool uh, going sideways. Uh, that's just a fact. Uh, Snowboarding. All right, disagree to disagree. Right on. Uh, so you say uh, I'm I'm gonna kill myself. Uh, no, don't worry. I'm on on a skateboard. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, you can say I'm gonna I'm gonna kill myself. Oh, don't worry. I'm on a skateboard. I'm gonna shoot myself in the head while on a skateboard. Instead <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> <laughs> of oh. uh, the the la- last thing, you really don't need the stuff inside the store. I'd go in the store. He gives you undue confidence. See, uh, you go out and fall. That was supposed to be a riff, but I oh. went nowhere with that. I'm so sorry. No, no, uh, it's, <laughs> it's fine. It's a good. It's a good setup for what. Then you fall and look stupid. But yeah, it's. I, was, I uh, just. I just glanced through. I had, it, right? I had a plan for that, and I, it fell apart completely. And then. Uh, <laughs> it's a good detail. I just make it that one detail. I went into a store. He gave me undue confidence. I went outside. I fell. A kid laughed at me. Ha ha. Or whatever the fuck happens. Right. Okay. You lost your headband. You're cute. That used to be green. Now it's blue. Uh, Color for every okay. day of the week. Okay. All right. Cody Abe, yay! All right. I'm using vaginal nepotism. Your next comedian, put your hands together for Allison Hooker. Thank you. This is. 
I love my vagina. Uh, hey, what's going on? Thanks. Thank you so much. I'm uh, I'm dating a guy who's Arab. Actually, he learned how to speak in Arabic first, so we met when he swiped the wrong way in Tinder. Uh, but I do find Arabic to be like a very sexy language. Anyone else in here? Anyone? Find that? <laughs> Someone's shaking their head. Yeah, it's fucking hot. There's a lot of like really deep sounds, like glottal, like like rolling R's. It's like rough, good sex all the time. I like I like the sound of it a lot. But I try to get my boyfriend to speak it in bed. He doesn't want me to like fetishize him or whatever. I think it also reminds him of speaking to his uncles. But anyways, the other day we were walking down the street and I asked him how to say the word pig in Arabic. Because in the Muslim religion, it's something disgusting. You're not supposed to touch it. You're not supposed to eat it. It's gross. So I was like, how do you say the word pig in Arabic? He turns to me. He goes, Khanzira. Okay, room full of men. Uh, guys, that is fucking hot. Are you kidding me? Khanzira is how you say something disgusting? I was like, babe, how many pounds do I have to gain for you to call me Khanzira in bed? Give me a number. Uh, he recently grew his hair out, so he's got these curls on his head he's not used to dealing with. So we were out to dinner the other day and he asked me to fix his hair. So I lean over the table, I fix his hair and I lean back and there was a white woman at the table behind me and she had seen me do this. And she goes, are his curls natural? And I was like, yeah. She goes, huh, what mix is he? <laughs> wow is right. I was like, wow, okay, uh, babe, this night took a turn. I didn't realize two women would be talking about you, you like you're a puppy. He's like, oh no, that's okay, that's okay. Hey, I'm Syrian, so I'm a rescue. <laughs> And I was so proud because he's not usually funny or outgoing. And I was such a good one. I was like, good boy, good boy. So we got a little uh, puppy piggy play going on now in bed. Call our room the barnyard. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't really, this is like a fun room to do this joke in front of. But I was hanging out with a friend of mine the other day. I don't remember why, but we were talking about condoms. And I was like, oh, yeah, dude, I hate those too. And he was like, you do? I was like, yeah. He goes, you can tell the difference? Yeah, guys, we can tell the difference. <laughs> like it's skin on skin. We also can tell the difference between that. Like what? you just think you're just lobbing something in there and we don't even know what it, like we can't even tell. Like yeah, and mine's inside skin. Like even it's more sensitive, you know? Cause this doesn't feel like the first time I've heard a guy be confused by that. Like yeah, of course we can fucking tell the difference. <laughs> I just thought that was so, so odd. Like, I mean, that's, I think that's why the confusion is guys will be like, oh yeah, let's put another finger in there. It's like, fingers have nails. Why, why are you jamming? Okay, this is too male of a room. <laughs> but I feel like condoms are like flossing, you know, like, you know you should do it. <laughs> the dentist is like, it's the most important thing. Yeah, you can. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fuck it, that's all I want to work on. Give me some comments. Yay! Comments, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one works. Maybe he's just hoping that you can't tell the difference because of how many times he's tried to like pull one over on somebody, you know? Like, oh no, I've been caught. You can tell. Yeah, that's a good point. Shit. Uh, I was going to say uh, maybe for. Like, like you're like, it's like the inside of you. Like you can feel it. Mm -hmm. so maybe, maybe make a parallel like with your like with mouth. Mouth, yeah. Because mm -hmm. I feel like everyone could relate to that. Okay. It, like regardless of what kind of room you're in, yeah. Yeah, you can tell the texture of the dick in your mouth usually. Yeah. 
what it's made of. Swipe, swipe the wrong way is great, and the rescue line, that all is like great. Uh, maybe the only thing I could equate with the condom thing is if they ever tried the female condom, because it does feel like they're sticking their dick in a plastic bag. Like, a, re- a male condom is... Remember the female condom? You don't remember that. No, I remember, Do you remember hearing that? about it. I've never had it. Yeah, it was basically like a plastic bag that you stuck in your vagina. And it yeah. wasn't skin that was plastic. But they'd stick their dick and it'd get a little bit more maneuverable so that it wasn't like... You know, like when you put the condom on the dick, it like squeezes the dick. And it's like, you know, a little bit. It's like closer. But, but, the, but it was just a plastic bag that you stuck in your vagina with like these two little... So it's the same thing on either end. The condom was invented in the 1800s, and we haven't come up with anything better. It's fucking crazy. Well, actually, you can't get plastic bags in San Francisco anymore. That's why. It doesn't work. Um, I had an abortion that way. I, I think I missed this. Uh, the bit about the fingers in there, uh, but something about the fingers have nails. That's why you really could use a condom for. Like, that shit, you, that's yeah. what you need protection from. Yeah, like, that's true. Trim up, motherfucker. What, are you, what is wrong with you? Uh, uh, something about... You said it sounds like, you know, like that, like something about Arabic sounds like so like sensual. It sounds like uh, it sounds like he's being choked during sex or something mm-hmm. like that. It's like oh, 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 something mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It could be a funny, funny thing. Okay. And then uh, I said animal farm instead of pig and play. Uh, okay. I don't know. Thoughts. OK, thank you. Other comments? It was, it's a great set. Other comments? Comments? Is Hans Zero really hot to you? Is what? Hans Zira. Hans Zira? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a hot word. Hans, sounds like an aggressive word. But that's Maybe. all I got. Has a soft rolling R at the end? I'd have to think about the phrasing, but when you say he is a rescue from Syria, you can say, can you believe that they were going to put him down? Oh. Okay. <laughs> Yes, Syria is an all-kill shelter. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry, is that too too real? Uh, Okay, yeah, last comments? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Two thoughts. One of them I can't remember. Well, uh, so I don't think anyone likes condoms, you know? Mm -hmm. So there might be something there in that, like, he, uh, you know, he's like, oh, I hate condoms. It's like... Oh really? Mm-hmm. All you're so different from all those guys who just love putting on a condom, you know? Um, and women, huh? Yeah, yeah. And, we and hate them wi- too. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, and then, uh, uh, all right, that's it. You can think of it. So when you mentioned that he's Arabic, what you could say is that when you guys are in bed together, he's flying his plane into your World Trade Center. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it, it's okay, it's okay. We all, we all, here, here we all know that's a funny joke because 9-11 was an inside job and we know that, so that's the oh, funniest joke of all. inside job. It's an inside job, you know. Or you could say that after you told that joke once, somebody told you that you should say this line. And, and then the it, inside job, yeah. Well, yeah, and then you can, like, distance yourself from it, but still, like, you know, judge it with the audience and still get the laugh out of it. That's true. Yeah. That's good. It's Thank you. Inside job. Put your hands together, everybody, for Allison Hooker. Thanks, guys. Boys and Oak. Yay. We have a really full house tonight. We're going to keep moving along. Uh, thanks for donating. You guys are awesome. I, is Jack back from wherever he was before? Yep. He is. Okay. Put your hands together, everybody, for Jack Ferguson. Yeah. 
Hello. Uh, I have a new favorite conspiracy theory that I want to share with you guys. Would you like to hear it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my new favorite conspiracy theory is that Stephen Hawking was not a genius. He was just a paraplegic man with a voice box that was controlled by the government who was using it to spread lies about space. That's my new favorite conspiracy theory for a number of reasons. Uh, some people, when they hear that, they're like, wow, what a nightmare that would be to be paralyzed and to be used by the deep state to spread lies. But if I was paralyzed, I feel like that's almost an ideal situation. It's more exciting than anything else you could do if you were a paralyzed person. You're in on the Illuminati. You know things that no one else in the world knows, ostensibly. Uh, also, there's another conspiracy theory that says that Stephen Hawking died 30 years before he reportedly died and was replaced by uh, uh, an agent, I suppose, another person who looked exactly like Stephen Hawking, and that that person was being used to spread lies about science. And I think the person who came up with that conspiracy theory should just switch to the other theory because it's way better, you know? It makes more sense. It seems like an easier plan to execute. Um, okay. All right. Uh, switching gears, uh, you know what I hate? I hate when you're hooking up with someone who's attractive and you hook up with them a couple times and you realize that they're also interesting. Uh, that's the worst because now you're just like, okay, I guess this is what I'm going to be thinking about all the time now. Like, I think I just, I wanted like a vacation. I didn't want to move to Hawaii, you know? Like, I feel like now I didn't even know you a couple of weeks ago, and now I just bought, like, two tickets to a helicopter tour of San Francisco, and I feel like that wasn't a good use of money. Um, cool. Uh, on an unrelated note, here's a joke about being ghosted. Um, <laughs> actually, no, never mind. I don't have time for that. Uh, uh, I'm bipolar. And uh, people are trying to make the word crazy sort of a slur for people with mental illness. But as a bipolar person, I can tell you that nobody who is psychotic cares whether or not you call them crazy. Uh, <laughs> we have a lot we have a lot bigger things to deal with, you know? Like the fact that the government is trying to steal our organs, or that Kim Kardashian is in love with me, or that my dog is telling me to kill people, you know? <laughs> we have bigger problems here, you know? <laughs> Um, I, here's a, okay. Uh, I think that it's high time that uh, America pays reparations to black people. That's a political cause that's close, to near and dear to my heart. Yeah, thank you. I think we should do like $10,000 or so per person, per black person. I think that'd be good. Uh, but in return, I think that white people, when they're singing along to rap music, should be allowed to say the N-word. I think, listen, I think $10,000 is a lot of money, and you have to keep in mind that it's a pretty good deal because there are already some white people that do that, you know? <laughs> like, I just think, I just want to be able to listen to my favorite music without anxiety, you know? That's all. All right, that's it. Thank you. Jack Ferguson, everybody.
Uh, it's good that you set yourself up as crazy so that you can just say whatever racist bullshit you want. It's perfect. It's great. No, no, no. And it's not bullshit. It's fine. I also believe in reparations. I just think $10,000 is not enough. I say let's go back to 40 acres and a mule. I think that's worth way more than $10,000. Because 40 acres and a mule in San Francisco, that is worth like millions of fucking dollars. Not the well, mule, but the 40 acres. we can't give every black person in America 40 acres in San Francisco. That's, but not in San Francisco. Not in San Francisco. <laughs> not in San Francisco, but that's what we promised them. Well, you can buy that 40 was... acres in Montana for like $12. Oh, okay. Well, then, <laughs> then there might... I'm just... Yeah, yeah. $10,000, I'm sticking with that. I think that's a good amount. All right. Go ahead, Marty. Uh, the bit about when you're getting close to someone, it sounds like uh, you were... It's like... It sounds like you need to have some kind of realization at the end that you don't underst understand intimacy at all. Because that's what that joke seems to be getting after. Uh, and if okay. it isn't, sorry to be your therapist. No, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then Do you, when, you mean like a funny realization or just... Yeah, it's like, like oh take... shit, I just don't understand intimacy. Like this <laughs> okay. person actually yeah, likes yeah, yeah. me and I like them and it's yeah, confusing. Yeah, yeah. Something along those, along those lines. Because you just keep saying like, like oh shit, like... Like I'm hooking up with this person and like I, I think know. I understand intimacy, I just don't like it. Okay, well then say something like that, okay, right? Yeah, because yeah. like at the moment you just sound it sounds more and more like you're an actual psychopath because there's no payoff <laughs> to well, that. Yeah. Right. Diagnosed. But you got like that's not as funny as you think it is. <laughs> the uh Oh then the uh the bit of the bipolar joke, uh when you're rattling off like crazy things, call back to the Stephen Hawking stuff. Ah, sure. Oh. Uh, it's one. an easy callback yeah, for yeah, you. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. you start off like, here's a crazy conspiracy theory, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you rattle off a bunch of like crazy stuff. And then like, oh, shit. Like, I don't, yeah. Cool. Thank or you. Kim Kardashian ghosted you. Just because you had the ghosting joke and then you didn't follow it up. But you could be like, right. not that Kim Kardashian, like, but Kim Kardashian ghosted you. And, and just, it was, but you already threw away the other one. So it wasn't, that means nothing. Go ahead, Hunter. Speaking of the Stephen Hawking joke, uh, <laughs> this is the second time I've heard you tell it. And uh, it just occurred to me. In order to buy into that joke, I think I really need an example because I don't know what you're talking about. What are what are the things that Stephen Hawking is espousing uh, like, that are that the government wants us to believe? You know, I don't know. Right. Yeah. That's I don't think most people. Up. I don't think most people are going to be able to figure out what you're talking about unless you explain yourself a little bit better. And you could do his crazy voice. <laughs> you could also do his crazy voice. That's a missed opportunity. <laughs> you could act out with. It. Fair enough. Yes, do his crazy voice. <laughs> I would say so. Um, yeah, I would also say on your ghosting bit, that's the one, the intimacy one, right? Uh, that was a bit I didn't do, but uh, the intimacy one was before that. Oh, yeah, the one where, like, you hooking up with some girl and then you get to know them, they're interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I like the one where you're just like, oh, I just bought a, I just bought a house in Hawaii. I feel like, like, like a helicopter ride in San Francisco, I don't know if... Maybe it's because I don't get it, but, like, I don't know if that really, like, makes sense. Sure. Maybe if you tie it back to Hawaii... And then also, okay. yeah, yeah, and also uh, you're on where like Kim Kardashian is your girlfriend. Maybe you can tie that into like the one about like the one that ghosted you. Yeah. Okay. Good yeah. Call. Um, I like that's the suggestion about bringing up like an actual thing that Stephen Hawking says. Maybe not something like too um, specific because it might be too complicated, but like maybe like the idea that the universe is ever expanding. Right. Right. right like, right, right. why would the government want that's us to know I, that yeah, the universe I, is I shrinking to, forever? Yeah, yeah. You know? Or aliens time travel. Right. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Thanks, guys. Yay! Jack Ferguson, yay. Um, cool. Good job, everybody. Good comments. All that stuff still going on. Yeah, uh, 
I can I can set up some weed for you back here. Don't worry. We'll give it a second. The the bong's broken. Someone broke the bong. I know. I don't know who did it, but it's okay. I'll have to. If anyone knows how to fix the the drop stems on bongs, please come come help me. Um, I'm still doing nepotistic things today with vaginas, so don't worry, Rachel Pinson. You'll get comments. And um, don't forget to give me money. And if you don't give me money, I don't care. Just take a picture, especially now when it's full of people and it looks cool. Like you guys helping make Mutiny Radio cool is worth $2 to me. I cannot explain to you how I am old and not cool and how you make this place cool. Put your hands together for your next comedian. He makes this place look cool. It's Richard Barney. that I make something look cool. Yeah. I already donated. Uh, so I grew up evangelical. Uh, does anybody else have a repressed childhood? Just anyone? Hell yeah. Uh, there are a lot of things I was not allowed to have. For example, um, the Space Jam soundtrack on CD uh, or a public school education. Uh, does anybody remember the name of their fourth grade science textbook? If so, you can just shout it out. Go ahead. I remember. It, it was science. Yeah, you got it. It was science. Uh, it's all capital letters, science. There are two main versions. There's one by uh, McGraw-Hill. Uh, and if you didn't have that one, you probably had one by Macmillan McGraw-Hill. Uh, the name of my fourth grade science textbook was It Couldn't Just Happen. <laughs> Amazing facts about God's creation. Uh, I don't believe that anymore, but sometimes I do hope that Jesus does come back to heal this broken world, especially the escalators on BART. Uh, cool. Uh, make some noise if you, if you own your home. You fucking liar. Uh, so never no, everyone else should I, okay. I'm going to read you the very first text message I got from my landlord, because it's thing of beauty. Uh, here we go. Mister, good start. We going to do the roof under your dick. <laughs> but they have to remove some of the dick wood to go underneath. This Saturday coming at 9 a.m. Best regards, Sam. <laughs> to which I responded, okay, thanks for letting me know. I plan to move in that day, so will the front be available? No problem from the front, only the dick. <laughs> this, <laughs> he doesn't know how to spell deck, it's amazing. He's the best landlord in San Francisco. He, he called himself the best small landlord in San Francisco. Uh, and I'm just gonna agree because why not? He's old. <sighs> so, okay, is anyone else terrified of drilling holes in the wall? Yeah, right? I fucking, so I I remember I used to have like, bring a girl back, lucky enough, like once or twice a year, right? And she'd be like, are you gonna kill me? Why don't you have anything hung up on the walls? Uh, I, I finally hung up a book, like a shelf, like floating shelves. Um, and I drilled so many motherfucking holes. It looks like Rambo tried to cut himself a door with an AK-47. <laughs> Uh, does anybody, anybody here begin to exercise? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, what do you do? What exercises do you do? That's so sick, man. I exercise too. I go on uh, little walks. Yeah, just around my neighborhood. 
Uh, crazy shit happens on my little walks. Uh, there was this old lady uh, putting groceries into her the back of her car, and she we locked eyes, and she said to me, I have a banana in here. Uh, there's no joke there. Thank you. I literally Richard Barney. Before people move on, that microphone is funky. Don't hold it by the XLR cable at the bottom. Try to hold it in the middle because when you ha- hold it at the bottom, it gives a little static that you probably can't hear. Only I can hear because I have the headphones on. I'm just letting y'all know. So sorry about that. We, with, when, when you, well, when everyone donates more money, we'll fix the window and I'll get new microphones and XLR cables. That'll, that'll happen someday. Okay, comments. Uh, dude, uh I think the entire bit about your evangelical science book has, like, it's already uh, funny, but I think it has, like, legs for you to go kind of further into it, especially when you're talking about after you say the name of it. Like, if you can find that somehow, get your hands on it. I own it. You own it? Yeah, yeah, I own it. Talk about some of the shit that's in there, because that's going to be great, especially with, like, this heathen Audiences have not liked the details from that book, but... (laughs) I. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it like a little bit. Some of it feels like a little bit too obvious. I don't know. I have to find weirder things in it. I guess like there's a lot of the stuff is tropes that people kind of know. I feel like it's pretty well trodden. What, what if you do it with the voice, like an acty out kind of voice, like of either a salesperson or a pastor or something, yeah, like because like you just southern person. Yeah, you just say it like yourself, and yeah. it is funny. But if you sort of sold us the book, like mm-hmm. as one of them. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. That was it. Thank you. Uh, I didn't know about the uh, the thing where if you're if a girl sees that there's nothing hung up in your house, like um, she immediately thinks like you're a serial killer or something. I would go to the same conclusion. Okay. All right. So I I yeah. guess th- that's kind of interesting to me because I feel like there's an opportunity for like a detour joke to be like, wait, you feel safer given that I have like the tools that allow me to make yeah. holes and walls. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. or what what about if, me having a bone saw makes you comfortable? What if the only thing that was hung up was like some weird calendar of like deformed cats or like, you know, like like retarded children or something? Like the one thing was, I'm, my brain just goes to weird cats and children, I'm sorry. But if the one thing in your room was gross and scary. Or what if you try to pull off an awkward sexy line like, what if I hang you up or no? <laughs> 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 um... <laughs> Never. Yeah, yeah. There we go. I like that. There we go. Or <laughs> you don't have anything hanging except like a sex swing. It's like yeah. that's the only thing you figured out. Yeah, so I installed a sex swing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, for the science, uh, like the science book, you're like I'm, it like something about like it makes you so upset about religion. Like why, like why can't there be like a religion that accepts science? You know, that's so science based, and then you realize that Scientology or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, abstract thought I had. There. What's the science book called? Uh, it couldn't just happen. It couldn't just happen. Yeah. Uh, and it uh, had things inside of it like uh, cell division. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, and then uh, I forgot the other one. All right. Yeah. Mitochondria. Be serious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you said you were evangelical, right? Mm-hmm. No, so, I'm not. I am not. Was. Was. Oh, okay. Yeah, got yeah, it, got yeah, it, got yeah. It. Um, People's beliefs can change. Right. So yeah. if I was in, if I was in your position, you said you were repressed, right? Mm-hmm. You could take. I don't know if uh, the 
evangelical community has ever had like anti-semitic uh accusations but you could take that they, route yeah you could take that route and when you mentioned the science book you could say the science book's name was mein Kampf. oh yeah <laughs> all right that's all i had to say you, eugenics or science eugenics or science <laughs> sorry do we have time yeah rich uh why are you afraid of drilling holes in the wall like, the reason I'm afraid is because there's going to be someone on the other side of the wall, and I'm going to kill them by accident. I'm, I'm just afraid of uh, commitment. That has to be jammed against the wall in order for them to do that. I know, but what if they're doing that? They're just having yeah, a little lean. You don't enjoy a little lean now and then? Okay, I was just... I enjoy a little lean, but like the drug. I feel like the... The drilling being terrifying needs some sort of exposition because I'm not mm -hmm. sure that's natural. Yeah. Of course it is. You've, well, you've never lived in a house there when you had to patch up the wall, the, the holes in your wall, and you try to use toothpaste, but it doesn't work, and it only works for tiny little bits, and then you have to actually go out and get spackle, and mm -hmm. then you have to paint the whole room, and you're just trying to get your security deposit back, and they never give it to you anyway. I know what you're talking about. Bingo. I got your joke. Well, also, it's just it's terrifying because you don't want to look like... You know, you don't know what you're doing. Having yeah, you don't look inept. And then also, there's wires in walls, and I'm always terrified I'm going to electrocute myself. Yeah. Um, but back to that, like, so, uh, so she, this person might think you're a psychopath because there's nothing hanging on your walls, but then you show them that you are a psychopath because you drill hundreds of holes in your wall, making you look crazy. <laughs> but it's a good, it's okay because like you have bad aim, so she doesn't have to worry that you're actually going to kill her. So it's kind of like. She thinks you're a psychopath. You prove that you're a psychopath because you just drill a bunch mm -hmm. of fucking holes in the wall, but then it's okay. I don't know. That's where I went with it. But I like it. Thank you. This has been very helpful, actually. Clap your hands <laughs> together for Richard Barney. Thank you. Yay. 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 Making this place seem cool. Just like your next comedian. Take notes and put your hands together, everybody, for Jesse Fernandez. Sorry, dude. Uh, okay, I've uh, I've been trying to furnish my place. I have no idea what I'm doing. I asked uh, an interior designer what the difference is between a couch and a sofa. She said three thousand dollars. <laughs> I uh, I was looking at leather couches. Those seem sexy. Leather. It's like a it's a couch wearing a BDSM suit. Mm, love that. Little known fact: the S in BDSM stands for sofa. That's true. That is true. It's not true. I, I shifted in a leather couch and made a fart noise. I was like, wow. That's how gassy cows are? They even fart after becoming couches? Holy shit. That's amazing. I know some of you are like, fart jokes, aren't you like a 25-year-old man? And thank you. <laughs> Uh, okay, that was uh, one that I've been working on. This one is uh, totally new. This happened yesterday. I had a family reunion, and my family is like uh, Italian, like proudly, like snooty about it. Like they're so proud to be Italian, uh, and uh, but which is weird too because every time we do one of those family reunions, we go to an Italian food place. Like they don't even make the food. You would think like. Italian people, they make it, and we go to an Italian food place. And it's not even like a good Italian food place. It's like shitty, like it's not even good. Like the, the dough for the pizza, it's like, a, it's like a, a loaf of bread around the outside of the pizza. I always thought it was, and then at the, at the reunion, like people are like loud, but I would think like they would be louder, you know, like louder, like Italian people, that's the stereotype, right? Like loud. 
Right? I always thought that was weird. And then my dad, like a month ago, he got a genetic test. He's not Italian, he's French. <laughs> and then everybody else in the family subsequently got their genetics done. They're all fucking French. We're not Italian. We just found out we're French. It totally explains everything. The quietness, the bad taste in food, even the snootiness about being Italian. We're fucking French. Jesus Christ. At the reunion, we still went to an Italian food restaurant yesterday at the reunion. Nobody's come to terms with it yet. <laughs> at a certain point, I was like, hey, next year, should we go get croissants instead? And like, there were people who were really sad that I made that joke. <laughs> uh, okay, that, that's the thing that happened yesterday. Is it in? Okay. Uh, uh, okay, yeah, hey -o. Uh So, uh, okay, what's another? Uh, here's a dumb one. So, I, I get a little bit confused about uh, cartoon, like cartoon uh, symbolism sometimes because they use an X to symbolize dead eyes, but then they'll also use an X to symbolize a butthole. Which is just, that's so confusing to me. Every time I see a cartoon with X's for eyes, I'm like, is that a dead person? Or is that a perfectly healthy person who happens to have buttholes for eyes, you know? You never know. It's a fun visual. All right, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Jesse Fernandez, everyone! So, uh, um, at, bef before you start, I have to say, oh my god. I heard, I don't know if it was here at happy hour last Friday or if it was I was in Portland, but I heard someone with almost the exact same verbatim joke, except that it started out with him being Italian and his family got the 23andMe and it came back and they were only 1% Italian and people were really, really upset because they were like staunchly Italian, yeah. but now they weren't Italian anymore and they were so Italian that they said, put that test back and they made him redo the test and then it came back 3% and they, it was the same, I'm just, I'm sorry, it was the same exact joke and it was like two or three days ago. What the fuck? I'm sorry, I'm sorry and it was about Italians too, which is why. I wrote down like holy shit this is bullshit this is my life I'm sorry you have the same life maybe I wonder if there's a lot of people who like back in the day they're like no Italian's better we'll just say we're Italian maybe that must be the, that must be the commonality yeah. I just want to warn you that I, I heard almost exactly the same joke on Friday or Thursday can't remember where was this either here at happy hour I can spelunk the tape later and try to find it for you or it was when I was in Portland but I think it was here because I remember being I here that. and I looking at fact. the sorry <laughs> okay well, I was going to say, about that joke, um, I wanted to hear, like, how this got started. Like, did you have, like, a grandparent who was just, like, like, she said, like, ah, Italian sounds better than French, you know? Like, we're going to America, we want to, like, impress people, and, mm. uh, or just something like that. Like, I think that's kind of a, that would be a funny detail to add, is, like, you discovering the conspiracy of how this, because somebody must Oh, have like, started, how, like, yeah. Yeah, somebody started a lie. Yeah. Who did it? Yeah. You know? I want to know. It would be funny if it's not even an old lie, like, it's just, like, one generation ago. <laughs> 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 uh, you also kept saying an Italian food place, and I thought you were gonna go somewhere about it not even being a restaurant or something. Yeah, it was an. It was. It felt like I was waiting on something that never came around. I don't yeah. know if that was intentional or not. Oh, I think I I had a line that I forgot, uh, like a reveal that like uh, turned out to be a round table. But then I. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like a Sabaros. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and because, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, 
And when you talk about the like the Italian stereotype of people like oh, that, you could tell exactly who they were trying to talk to across the table. They weren't just like blandly like, yelling and right. like using yeah. their hands a lot. Their hands were on the table the entire time. Oh yeah, right? I should do a hand motion. Just yeah, yeah, lean into more Italian stereotypes. <laughs> yeah, you know? I couldn't smell any olive oil or I don't know. Um, <laughs> And then, in order to celebrate your Frenchness next year, you suggested ordering German instead. And mm. uh, whoa! Oh yeah! Zing, uh, zing, Marty! There we go. That's good. Uh, oh wait, no. Something about the 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 pullout couch uh, getting is like the equivalent of a couch erection with a gimp. I don't know. That's what I was thinking. Oh like yeah. Like the foot coming out. I don't know. I like it. A thought. Cool. Thank you. Uh, don't. Don't take that last piece of food. <laughs> uh, dude, the Italian French thing, I, uh, I personally think it's hilarious. Fuck this other person. Um, <laughs> also, yeah, it's like probably multiple people have had their like crisis as a result of 23andMe. I would say uh, I would love to hear more because I know this is like something new, so you're building this out, but I think it'd be great if you talk about like moments from like your childhood or leading up to this where uh, like they'd be like oh we're Italian we do this and that and then all those like misconceptions are destroyed mm. because you guys are finding out you're French and it's like how yeah. your family's like trying to move forward as a result and like right. how that would have changed things in your past that yeah. you did thinking you're Italian but yeah cool thank yeah. you uh, two things one um I thought you were going to say, like, when you're talking about a shitty Italian restaurant, and not even, like, an okay shitty Italian restaurant like Olive Garden. I'm talking about Papa John's, uh-huh. oh, for example. Oh, yeah. Put them against each other. Like and, I, and I 100% agree. I was already going to say this before he said anything. I 100% agree with Marty. I think you should reference the Gimp from Pulp Fiction specifically, because yeah. I think that... I'm, Okay. Yeah, that, that pops more as a mental image of okay. your BDSM couch. Okay, all right, cool. Thank you. Yeah, and all that stuff was great, which is why I didn't comment on it, the whole couch thing. I think I actually saw you do it at the punchline, and you got, like, crazy, crazy mm. laughs on it. I think that was, yeah, the only thing Thanks. about farting couches, yes. Uh-huh. Um, on the couch one, so you go, like, um, you say that they fart even after they're dead, and then they say, you say, holy shit. Right? I feel like I, I don't like puns, but I feel like you can say, holy cow. Oh yeah. Right. Um yeah. and then like when your family when your Italian family finds out that they're French, like they can be like, What we're not we're not Italian. Like, yeah. Be like Sacre bleu. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, or just like a really bad Italian accent. Yeah. Oh no <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing Mar I've been dressing yeah. up as Mario and Luigi for all of these years. <laughs> My entire identity. <laughs> 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 <Radio>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. Yay! Yay, Jesse Fernandez! Yay! Yay! We have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people. So, uh, we can either, I mean, we, let's decide as a group. Do we, as a group, want to cut sets to three? Thir- if I cut thirty minute, thirty seconds off of every set, people can get more comments in. Or, and if everybody as a group says like, we're only going to say comments if it's really, really helpful. And myself included. I'll shut the fuck up too. Uh, can we all agree on that so we can get everybody in tonight? Three minute, 30 second sets and um, only say things if you really, really, really mean them and they're not just like, you said this and that was cool. Okay, here we go. You're an ex comedian. Put your hands together, everybody, for Jared Cena. How's everybody doing tonight? 
All right, fuck yeah, doing stand-up. You know, I actually haven't done stand-up in over three weeks, which is really bad because you're supposed to go every day. But the last time I went uh, and I finished my set, some girl told me that I scared her. And because of that, I haven't been doing stand-up ever since. That and I've been smoking a fuck ton of weed. Yeah, turns out turns out weed does not help you with writing jokes. Guys, if you guys want to write jokes, don't smoke a lot of weed. Just drink a lot of beer instead. That works better. Uh, but anyways, I don't really want to scare people when I get up on here. Uh, that's not my goal. See, guys, I'm like a pug, like both in personality and appearance. You know, I know one because I have one because, um, you know, we both have these really flat, wrinkly, expressive faces. We're like en energetic and playful to the point where we're like unintentionally aggressive. And we like to shit in my sister's room whenever she leaves a door open. <laughs> All right, you, I may seem like a bad brother, but you know what? That's what she fucking gets for staying in the bathroom for too long. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but, yeah, well, yeah, I don't really mean to be aggressive, guys. Like, I just want to make you guys laugh. That's why I'm on here. That's why I just want to make, I just want to make people happy when I'm in a room. And uh, another similarity to me being a pug is that, like, I'm really short. Uh, obviously, you, can, you guys can tell. You know, part of the reason why I do stand-up is so for like for five minutes, I can be like the tallest guy in the room. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, the weird thing about being short uh, is like definitely dating, because like I'm in college and I fi I found out that like the re I found out that when I'm dating, like girls don't see me as a sexual prospect; they more so see me as a teddy bear. Which is a little frustrating, but I mean, I get it. I mean, who wants to fuck someone that looks like their little brother? <laughs> yeah, that one hurt me too when I wrote that joke. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, and uh, but I'm almost out of college soon. I'm about to graduate in like two years. Uh, I'm probably just gonna like try to like do the Van Wilder thing and just try to ride this thing out because I am not ready for the adult life. Um, <laughs> um, I'm at the like uh, in adulting like I have to like buy my own food, I have to get my own car, I have to have my own insurance, and I don't think I'm ready for that shit. I miss like back in the high school where I can just go down and then food's already ready, and you know what? This joke's not even written. And uh, thank you, everybody. No, 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 no! You still have a minute. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Go back. You still have a minute. You you have 45. You have plenty of time to finish that. 45 seconds. Yeah. All right, let's do it. 45 seconds. So you know, I'm I'm in college. Uh, all right, exposition over. Um, yeah, I'm just really scared. You know, I'm not. I don't even know how to use the kitchen properly. I almost burned down the kitchen trying to make a fucking turkey burger. You know, I was just, I was just, I was, I just, as soon as I left a fucking thing for too long because I, I was too busy texting because I'm a fucking millennial. And, and as soon as I slapped the patty meat on, a fucking five foot flame came soaring out of it. Uh, I didn't know what to do. So I was going to throw like a whole pot of water on it. Apparently that makes things worse. I did not know. Whoever said that thing that like water make douses fire, that guy was full of shit, all right? That just makes everything apparently like explode or something. Uh, but yeah, my roommate had to, had to do it herself because I did not know how to do that. And she was pissed at me for two weeks. I'll tell you what though, that burger was fucking good. Jared Zena finished his story, yay! Yeah, just for safety, um, baking soda. Baking soda on grease fires. Yeah. Gotcha. Also, most porn is about fucking your little brother these days. So <laughs> you're probably in the cool, all right? <laughs> True.
Anyone watch stepsister porn? I'm at the mic now. Uh, so when you talk about going into your sister's room and pooping, I think you should think more from the dog's perspective. Like, oh, you don't normally have the door open. It's like, you know I'm not allowed in there. You know I'm an explorer. I claim territory. Ah, I see you. Uh, then the other thing, teddy bear is a very common term for like a compliment for someone sexually, like a big hairy guy. I think you should think maybe like a precious, precious moments figurine. <laughs> Oh my god, that's I remember those. That's a that is old school. That's better, but that that low key hurt. Uh, it was a good set. You got a lot of good laughs tonight, Jared. Oh, that thank was you. great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yay. But keep going, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh so you say uh, I'm about to graduate in two years? Yeah. That's funny. I think you could exaggerate a little bit more. Cause you go into the, the Van Wilder thing, like stay there forever, right? Yeah. Five. Five years. That's more than a, than a person normally goes to graduate. Like I'm about to graduate in five years, you know. And yeah. then that's that's a, a bigger gap between about to and the actual amount that you you know have left. Yeah, I get what you mean. Right. So yeah. like exaggerated. And it leads into the Van Wilder thing really well. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Thank you. Is that all? Thank you, everybody. Hey, good job, Jared. Jared Cena. Yeah. Your next comedian, he is the mastermind star fiend behind F-Bomb Comedy. Put your hands together for Marty Cunney. Yay, guys. Um, I got a girlfriend this great. I learned a, uh-oh, an interesting fact about her. I found out that she's the reason that Facebook Messenger no longer has emojis. Have you guys noticed that? You can't send, you can send it using your, your own text, but like Facebook Messenger itself doesn't has, have emojis. Uh, she used to be part of the Facebook like branding team and she used to work on the artwork that was associated with like filters and stuff like that. And uh, apparently she got asked to do a project one day uh, because they were revamping all the emojis, all the stuff. And uh, a lot of the feedback that they had gotten about the Facebook emojis was that the uh, eggplants and peaches didn't look enough like dicks and asses. And she got tasked specifically with sexualizing fruit uh, even more. And not like she didn't have anything to work with, right? Like she, you know, lives in a world where that was already a thing. She wasn't exactly blazing a path here. But she said, okay, you want me to do this? I'm going to do this. And so she did it. She added like a, a light spot for like a vein and like really gave that thing a tush. Like she was really going after it. And afterwards she had to write a memo about it uh, to the entire company. Uh, and But the memo wasn't like I wrote a, I made a dick and butt, right? Like it was part of like a greater project. And uh, she named it as like a placeholder title, uh, Bringing Sexty Back. And uh she uh, was like br brought that the whole thing to her manager like yeah this is just a working title and they're like no keep it and she was like okie dokie they posted the thing and it went live to the entire company and then the a higher up got wind of it and said we're taking all of this away and now they don't have emojis anymore so you can blame my girlfriend for that uh not much of a punchline there just a funny story i learned from her and i'm thinking about what to do with it um uh, guys, did you guys, there's an election like uh, last month, right? Anybody here vote? We got any voters? Wow, that is uh, double the percentage of the turnout of San Francisco. Congratulations. You guys really did it. Good job. 
I couldn't believe it because uh, there was one thing on there that I thought would for sure get San Francisco out to vote, right? This this young, hip city. Uh, there was Proposition C on the ballot. Does anybody remember what that was? Proposition C to overturn the ban on the sale of e-cigarettes. Guys, we couldn't even go to vote to save jewels. What will we vote for? Honestly, what what will get us motivated? I try to break it down by, like, neighborhood, right? Like, like what do we have to ban to get the marina voting? Patagonia vests? Like, what, uh, what do we have to ban to get the mission voting? Septum piercings? Uh, what... <laughs> What do we have to ban to get North Beach driving, uh, voting? Uh, drunk driving? I don't know. Um, I decided there's one issue I could bring to the ballot that'll really get everybody out to the polls. And I want to institute uh, the death penalty for playing music in public on public transportation. Uh, and I think we can all get behind that. Uh, it'll be enforced. It'll be a gun on every bus. And it'll uh, unlock as soon as it hears the sound of a Bluetooth connecting. So everyone can just get together and fucking kill that person. Okay, guys, that's my time. Thanks so much. Marty Cunney! What amazing stage presence and calmness and funniness. Yeah. Uh, for the, uh, um, the emojis, she, had to, she was tasked with, with brainstorming what the emoji would look like. So you could give examples of like, the different mock-ups that she made. You know? Like uh, an eggplant with testicles, with a vein, <laughs> circumcised, uncircumcised, yeah, a peach yeah. with a thong tan line, a tramp stamp. You know? <laughs> That's good. I like yeah, that. Brazilian wax. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. A Brazilian wax. Hi, Janice. What do you have? Uh, <laughs> uh, I think you could go harder on the marina. I think marina is very much like, I think even if that show was in the marina, people would rally around you shitting on them. I don't know yeah, what it rally is on, yet. Uh, if I ban trust funds. Yeah, uh, something. Yeah, like vests are like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Pretty, that's more like a fight eye thing. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, a ban like Wing Wednesdays or something. <laughs> So, yeah, I'll think on that. No. Yeah. Yeah, that'll um, that'll kill him, Marina. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, and oh, just to make it quicker, be like playing music without headphones on public. Yeah, platform. I was trying to figure out a good way to say it that like kind of got everyone and, yeah. that everyone knew what I was talking about. Yeah. yeah. No, the and the gun automatically unlocking when you hear a Bluetooth connection. Very, <laughs> like, very that's funny. a crown bit of that joke. I had to, I had to build everything up to it. Right. Yeah. 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 Thanks. All right. Thanks, guys. Funny stuff. Marty Cunny. Sometimes no one has anything to say because everything was good. Uh, all right, I don't think James is here. So we're going to do some nepotism with vaginas. And we're going to bring up Rachel Pinson. Yay, vaginal nepotism. I didn't think I'd get to say that. That was good. That was good. Okay, wasn't it? Okay. All right, is that better? Okay, Okay, cool. So you guys might know that I have two moms. I have two moms and I have a hillbilly dad and I think that makes me half gay, half redneck, but I'm not sure. Like how many licks does it take before your college experiment turns gay? Does anybody know? I was talking to my dad about drinking all these all this beer and like gaining weight and stuff and stuff telling me to stop drinking. He's like, switch to Michelob Ultra. 
It's got less carbs and less calories. Uh, my parents didn't take me to church, but they did take me to AA meetings all the time. Like every week we would go to AA meetings together. So growing up, I thought the term alcoholic was just a synonym for adult. <laughs> Turns out I was right. It is. Like at least like the ones I know. Oh man, and moving out to California is, it has been interesting because people are so sensitive. They're so sensitive to the language. Like I can't use the R word anymore. Anytime I accuse someone of being a Republican, they get all mad. Maybe it's because they put a retard in the White House. I really like that joke. <laughs> you guys are too sensitive because we're in California. I get it. Oh, man. Uh, so I like a, I'm the only girl here. I've heard a lot of you guys talk about your dicks. I have a pretty good mental image of a lot of your dicks. Because that's the thing. It's like, guys talk about dicks. It's like the, the stereotype of like, you know, like, I, what if I did that? Like, what if I just got up here and talk about my tits? That would be kind of hack, right? It would like, so I'm afraid of jogging. I'm afraid of jogging because I've had double D since like seventh grade. And I think if I start jogging now that one of my tits is going to fly up and smack me in the face, give me a black eye, and then everyone's going to want to beat up my boyfriend. And that's not fair. You know, like sometimes I don't wear a bra because I want him to sag and get lower and lower and lower. And then I can just like throw him over my shoulder someday. And it won't hurt my back as bad anymore. You guys feel me on that? All the dicks in the house. Yeah. Uh... Another thing is like, like they say that women talk about periods a lot. Like that's the other stereotype, you know? And I don't really have any period material. I do have some period fun facts I wanna share with you guys. All right, pull out your notebooks, write this down, it's important, all right. Did you know that when a woman is on her period, her testosterone levels are the highest of the month and women get really, really horny and we have this chemical that goes that makes us more sensitive to pain. We just feel things more like physically. So when a woman is on her period, that's the closest that we get to being a man. All right, that's all I have. Yay, Rachel, yay. Uh, I have one thing and I don't know if they made you, taught it to you when you were a kid, but it was a song that they taught us, and um, it's the, do your something hang low, do they wobble to and fro, do you tie them in a knot, yeah. can you tie them in a bow, can you throw them over your shoulder like a continental soldier, do your ears, ears, ears. but ears you can just low. do the song and do the boot, because you say throw I, I them over like, your shoulder. I felt, I thought about that, but I thought if I did that, it would be too, like, people have already made that joke about lots of things, you oh, okay. Know? So I just do your didn't balls go that hang far. Low is already kind of a yeah, do your balls hang low? Yeah. yeah. Sure. But do your boobs hang low? But just if you throw them over your shoulder like a continental soldier, yeah. it's a throwaway, but you could just That's have that one yeah, little bit. Yeah, I think it'd be good. Yeah, I'm sorry about we'll switch we can switch the mics after this with that okay. one and this one because it's just the XLR cable. Sorry about that. Um something about like the like getting them longer and longer, something about like utility there, right? Like you can like hide snacks under them or something like when you're sneaking into like sports events or something like that. Uh, I don't know. Like that already. Ha- okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Right. And then just Crumb something about basket. like other things you can use them for. Cause right okay. now it's just like, was it ornamental? You just fucking toss on them back there. Like it, what's the point, right? Yeah, like yeah. there's there, cause there's something to go with there. It's just go there. Okay. 
What's the point? Actually, the guys in this room should be able to tell us what the point is. Why do guys love big tits so much when they like hurt so much that you want to grow them out to throw them over your shoulder? Like, what are the actual benefits? Yeah, the- sexual harassment's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> I have this other, I have a longer part of that bit, but I was just trying to... Yeah, gotcha. What's <laughs> up? So two things. You say uh, that you are like half gay, half hillbilly, but you did say you have two moms and one dad, so I think it would be cute to go in a stupid route and be like, or would it be two-thirds gay and one-third Oh, I like that. All right, I'll keep that, yeah. And then uh, I'm like thinking about the one black guy. Why would it be one versus two? Mm. And... I feel like I could say, I'm phrasing it as my own body because that's more comfortable to me. Like one of my tits is the same size as the other, but it like weighs a lot more. It's like massive. Okay, yeah. All right, that's a good point. I'll just think about my tits more often. All right, is that it? It's a hot rack. I'm sorry, I just sexually harassed you. (laughs) (laughs) Other comments? Put your hands together, everybody, for Rachel Benson. Yay! Yay! Sexual harassment's only sexual harassment if you're ugly. If you're like even moderately attractive, we all know that's called flirting. So wink, Rachel. Uh, your next comedian isn't here. Neither is your next comedian. So your next comedian is Jody Bolt. Yay! Be very gingerly with this thing. Hi, everyone. Hi, everybody listening to the podcast. Um, so I was uh, I was walking down the street the other day, and I saw this this place is called Modern Dentist, which I felt was kind of redundant because you would hope anywhere practicing dentistry in 2019 is going to be modern. I want to go find a place that's called Old Timey Dentist. And like you go in there, and everything's like you got like this rotting old wooden chair, and instead of like a little tray with a bunch of tools, they just have like a ball peen hammer and a bottle of Jack. And the dentist is just like, we can do this in whatever order you want, and just t- tell us which teeth you want out. And you're like, oh, no, no, I just need a cleaning. And they're like, no, no, no. All we do is take teeth out. And just point to the ones you want out, and we'll just remove them for you. I don't think there's enough professions that allow you to stage dive. <laughs> like, if you want to stage dive, is like, you know, when you envision yourself growing up, and you're like, I want to stage dive. I think that's part of my life you can be a rock star and that's kind of it like I think lawyers should be allowed to stage dive like if you give a really awesome closing argument you can be like permission to approach the jury bench and you can like climb up on there and like dive off or like if you're like a doctor and you just did like a kick-ass like heart transplant or something like that like you know on your way out like you get some high fives from the other nurses and you can like stage dive into the waiting room and like they carry you out you know, I just, I don't know, it's just, I want to change the world, and I think that's the way to start. I hate it when I, whenever a company tells you how you're going to feel about their product. You're like, oh, you're going to love our apples or whatever. Like, what does McDonald's say? Like, I'm loving it, and it's like implied that I'm going to love it too. That's why I really love Ripley's, believe it or not, because they're kind of just like, you can believe it. Or not. You don't have to, though. I mean, we just hope you enjoy yourself here. You know, you kind of just do whatever you want. I wish more companies were like, they're like, hey, you... You might like it, you know, just give it a shot. Like, you know, just buy a bottle of our wine. It'll probably be okay. But that's up to you to decide. You know, we're not going to force you to, to feel anything. I like to, um, I like to, like, recast movies in my head, but 
instead of using like other actors, I use dinosaurs. So like one of my favorite movies of all time is about this guy and he's kind of recounting his life growing up as a gangster and you kind of go back through all of his time in like the East Coast being a mobster and everything like that. But instead of it being that, it's just a bunch of Tyrannosaurus Rexes just kind of running wild because they don't really know anything about organized crime. It's called uh, Good Tyrannosauruses. Uh, there's another one that I really like. It's about this woman who like goes to visit this old lady in an old folks home and she's telling her all these stories of uh, growing up and uh, this restaurant she used to run with her friend where they like murdered this sheriff and like sold him or you know sold him his bacon. Uh, it's called uh, Fried Green uh, Tyrannosauruses. <laughs> um, and then the last one that I really like, it's about this, uh, this Tyrannosaurus who goes back in time and he's supposed to go back and murder this woman whose son is gonna grow up to lead a revolution against the robots. But because he's a Tyrannosaurus Rex, he kinda just goes around in Los Angeles just murdering everybody and like flipping over cars and stuff and it's called the Terminatorsaurus Rex. I only know about Tyrannosaurus Rex, I don't know any other dinosaurs, but like, I might liven up the cast a bit if there's a little bit more diversity, but you know, I got I got the one, and, uh, and that's it, and that's that's all the jokes that I brought with me. Today. Yay, Jody Bolt! Yay! Uh, I like the stage diving joke. I think you end it with saying like, uh, if a doctor does a good heart surgery, then he jumps into like the waiting room. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's an opportunity to be like, oh, y'all like that joke, and then like you like. Pretend <laughs> yeah. I, I like that. Thank you. Um, on that that same joke, that's such a good joke, and the opening line is just so crisp and nice. Um, I think uh, the visual for the doctor has to be like silly or funny, like he jumps on the guy that he just did surgery okay. yeah, on, yeah. or he jumps on a gurney and slides out of there. Like, um, but yeah, that's ripe. It's so just gotta like pull that up. Right? Exactly. Yeah, okay. but that's the the like jumping into the jury bench is such a because I didn't know where. The lawyer was gonna jump. I imagine going out into the crowd of people who watch, but going to the jury is a funny place to go. So yeah. fuck yeah. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, the bit about the old timey dentist. It's like uh, you're like you say. Actually, I was just here for a cleaning. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, we you want to clean? That's yeah, we can do that. You got to take him out first. <laughs> so then, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the the, the Tyrannosaurus thing. Uh, you, you kind of got into the end. They're like, but instead of saying like, like, I know there's not a lot of diversity, but it's all I know. It's like, you know, this modern era, people complain about the lack of diversity in this stupid cancel culture. But I really only know one dinosaur. Yeah, <laughs> okay. So, yeah. yeah. Thanks. I had one for the dinosaur one. Do you know there actually was Tyrannosaurus Rex starred in a movie with Whoopi Goldberg in 1986? I don't remember what it's called, but you can look it up pretty easily. Okay, it, she's, yeah. she's a cop, and her side cop is a dinosaur. It's that a dinosaur sounds incredible. Right. I'm going to go watch Yeah, it. and it's and it's like a it's it's like a takeoff of Barney the dinosaur except he's a cop and it's Whoopi Goldberg. You'll love it. It'll work for your thing. It'll work for your joke cuz your third one just bring that out and everyone will be anyone who remembers it'll be like, "What?" Cool, so, thanks. But good stuff. Any other comments? Joey Bolt everyone. Yay! Thank you. All right, your next comedian. Uh, he's one of my favorite people. I, I not only think he's a very funny comedian, but I just like him as a person, and I have for many years. So put your hands together for Dwat Mai. Hey, thank you. Thank you for donating your attention to me. I like it. It'll keep you going tomorrow. 
to tomorrow's open mic, and then I'm going to have some more donated attention. One of these days, people are going to pay me to pay attention. So. Hey, uh, hey, you know how bats, like, they get around using sound? Like, what if in the future we injected a bat's DNA into, like, a blind person, and now they get around by screaming? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the guy goes, oh, that way. Oh, oh, hi, Sarah. Oh, shit. oh, oh, a bat. Where do these reflexes come from? <laughs> they mutated. <laughs> they mutated. Hey, uh, if you witnessed that, I think you would experience a whole new mix of emotion. One of uh, fascination and of annoyance. You know, you're like, oh, I better follow that guy, but I'm going to stay, like, far away. Father. Hey, you know what? If I, I thought about animal powers, right? If I had an animal power, it would be that of a sloth. For three months, though. A sloth, you know? Because I sit and write, so I think it'll help my concentration if I can only move slowly. Right? I'd be like, oh, man, I got nothing to write about. I better get a snack. Oh, oh never mind. Oh. <laughs> People would never, I have so much free time because no one would ask me to do anything. They're like, this fucker can't vacuum, he can't wash the dishes. Oh, hey, come help me stir the tomato sauce really slowly. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, I can. <laughs> I'm four feet away, be there in 10 minutes. Ah, uh, I'm falling. <laughs> hey, sometimes I think, why do, why do sloths even exist? Right? You think, like, the first day it existed, it would have been extinct. Right? Like, the turtle, you see the turtle, you go, hey, you're lucky you got a house, you know, because you know, I don't know what you would do without a house. Then you look at the sloth, you go, why are you still here? Right? But then it makes sense. He has a secret weapon. He's always smiling. Right? And the predator goes, oh, I can't eat him. Right? I, I like him. I fuck with that porcupine. He just Hey, another sloth uh, idea I had today. Uh, he's gonna tell us there's a roll of them. All right, now, see, I think if you smile, that, that teaches us a lesson. If you smile in life, then you wouldn't have this invisible weight two times bigger than yourself, you know? And then, you know, meet a shit-talking rabbit <laughs> who always wants to race you. But no one ever said that he had narcolepsy, narcolepsy and that's why he lost the race. Hey, hey, can you guys tell that the sloth is a pretty, like, big part of my life? Anyways, hey, uh, last joke. Um, hey, I think begging and drinking goes hand in hand. Because uh, the more drunk you are, uh, the more rejections you can take. Right? I go, I go I'm, I'm like, so I'm like, oh, man, if he says no, I'll be like, oh, embarrassed. Then I get drunk, I'm like, oh, hey, you got a dollar? No, ah, you're all right. You're fucking cool. You got a dollar? No? Okay. Anyways, hey, remember that first joke? <laughs> All right, clap it up for that one. Hey. Dwap Buy's first brilliant bat joke. Yay! Keep it going for that. Comments? Uh, yeah, the blind bat shit was hilarious. I think you just got to work uh, more on the act outs because I think that beginning is so funny that to keep their attention, the act outs are going to have to be punched out more. I. I practiced my act outs for two hours today, but I will practice more. <laughs>
That's, uh... But you're right, you're right. I, my, my weakness is acting. My weakness yeah. is acting. Um, I don't necessarily you. think thank so. You. I think it was fine. It was just like the specific ones you were doing. I think just like, because that fuck it, that joke is so fucking good that to balance it, like those, that has to be. You know, like you know when, you, when you criticized me and then I criticized me, you should have just agreed. All right, sure, bro. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, I'm kidding. Also, the connection with the rabbit, I did not you get. You understand that? You got to be, okay, yeah. Yeah, but it was like about a sloth, yeah. right? And so it's like, yeah, to draw that parallel, you have to, because yeah. it takes like 30 more seconds from you saying it to be like, oh, now I guess I get That's what he's talking one. about. I understand yeah, that yeah. one. That's good. Thanks, dude. Thanks. Sorry for like interrupting. I think that the uh, the bad act out will be better if you just make it. You just gotta really commit to the screech. You oh, know, yeah. make it has to be high pitched. And mm, then yeah. I, I like the idea of the emotions. You know, fascination and annoyance. But I think it should be more like heartwarming terror. Like it yeah. should be the extremes between. Oh, it's so, um, it's so like inspiring and terrifying at the same time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Clap your hands wildly for Dwamai. <laughs> All right. It looks like we have enough time to do two more with comments and then we can just roll through everybody without comments. But if you want to give people comments, feel free to like write them down and give them to people after. Like you can talk to each other after the show too. Like it doesn't just have to be live. You know, you could like, I don't know, be friends or whatever. That's cool. Uh, your next comedian, put your hands together. Uh, he's just a joy and a wonderment and such a handsome fellow. Put your hands together for Kelly Evans. Thank you, thank you, Pam. Thank you very much. Uh, my name is Kelly Evans. That's my name. It is a girl's name. Fucking cool, awesome, super happy about it. I am totally over it. No, I fucking hated schools. My, uh, you know, you can imagine people were always like calling me gay because I have a girl's name. They're like, "You got a girl's name, which means you're gay." Yeah, you're fucking gay. I was like, I didn't enjoy homeschool. Is my point. That's. Basically, what I'm saying is homeschool, not so fun, but it closed early because they didn't pay the bills. So, fuck you, mom and dad. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I had a mustache recently. Yeah, I did. I uh, shaved my beard to a mustache for Halloween. Uh, it was a good look. Uh, at least I thought so. I thought it was a great look because I'm from Texas and mustaches are synonymous with manliness, cowboys riding horses and trucks and ATVs eating beef, you know, shit like that. Uh, but evidently that's not the vibe I was given off because somebody asked me not to talk to their kid anymore. I was <laughs> like, what? the fuck <laughs> um okay really like that is a little fucked up right like i thought that uh, people who touch kids were supposed to be some secret ball of criminals who have encrypted emails not all wear the exact same fucking uniform you know like i don't know slick your hair back shave your face don't drive a fucking van you know i just want to have a mustache that's all i'm saying without someone wondering where my van is parked around the corner it is um the thing is, like, okay, so my neighbor's kid, super talkative. He always wants to chat me up. And I listen because it's awesome. I smoke weed. You know, he's got science facts. Tell me more. Lobsters pee out their face. Fuck yes. What else? But uh, kids don't have boundaries. I don't know if you know this, but they don't understand personal space. Uh, kids are like aggressive strippers. That's, it's a, they always want to sit in your lap. There's glitter everywhere for some reason. They're sticky. I'm like, five feet, please. Five feet. I got a mustache. It already looks bad, man. 
And one day I'm talking to this kid, and his mom walks out. Uh, she walks him inside to their apartment and then comes back and tells me, uh, hey, do you mind not talking to my son anymore? <laughs> What the fuck? I mean, she said it nicely, but still, it was like the implications. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's a little unfair just because I'm a guy and I've got this admittedly bad-looking mustache that, like, I can't talk to kids. I mean, maybe they have something interesting to say, right? Maybe they have some value to add to the conversation, but also, he's not a cute kid. He's not a cute kid. All right, he's going through an awkward phase. Or maybe, I don't know. I'm just, like, I would never kidnap a kid. Uh, but no one will ever kidnap this kid. She's got nothing to worry about. Okay, that just sounded mean when I said it like that, I guess. <laughs> Thank you for clapping, Ernest. Uh, <laughs> I was a bro in college. I was a bro. Yeah, I was a fucking, yeah, douche. Yeah, right? This guy knows what I'm talking about. Okay, <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, <laughs> I did steroids for some reason. I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, people will fucking respect me now. I'm like, what? No, it's not how, no one's ever been like, you know what? I respect that guy because uh, of his back knee and rage issues. You know, like that's not something people say. Uh, but I got over it. I was like, all right, I'm going to be a writer and do heroin. So I'm past it is my point. Uh, but I still have bro tendencies. You know, like there's some things that I still do that are like bro-ish. Like I wear shirts that are uh, way too fucking small for me. Like I do not need a medium. Like I'm like that lady in the store who demands she's a two when she's actually a six. I'm like, listen, Susan, you go get me a medium because if my nipples are not showing, then that is not the right size, okay? And that is, I'll finish there. All right, thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Kelly Evans, yay! Oh, yeah, the two bros in the room don't get up on that. I'll be very disappointed. Oh, well, I'm actually commenting on the, the kids are like strippers thing because uh, there's also a no-touching rule. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, just a quick thing. In the beginning, you yes. said you used to have a mustache. Yes. So when I saw your face, I was like, I'm very confused. So I feel like I used to have just a mustache. Just Got it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good yeah. point. Good point. Uh, steroid shit. Just make up a reason why you started taking them, cause I think that could be really funny. Yeah. Okay. Is that real? Did you really yeah. take steroids? Yeah, I did. Wow, it's uh. Yeah. They worked for <laughs> sure. <laughs> Turns out, if you stop working out, they go away. It all goes away. All right, keep going. Isn't the stripper rule no touching, but they can touch you? Uh, yes. That okay. We're maybe we should. Well, we're gonna think on that one. <laughs> We're going to thank on anybody else? Anybody else? Well, thank you very much, everyone. Yay, Kelly Evans. Uh, your homeschool twist was really great, and it's so, you talk so fast, it's hard to honk you because you have so many punchlines. I kept trying to get at them, and I'm like, ah, and I was like, fuck it, I'm not honking on a punchline. I'm just honking. But that's, I mean, you're just, you just, you just keep going. It's great. And you never really say um or ah, so that's very impressive. No, seriously, I'm impressed by that. I think it's a skill. Because most people go, uh, and you just keep talking. Your next comedian. Did James ever show up? No. All right, everybody put your hands together for Janesh Rolon. Fuck. (laughs) Uh, Hey, is this a static thing or are we good? So, you're you're right. fine right now, yeah. All right, cool. Uh, I uh, I'm a really big hip hop fan. One of my favorite artists is Drake. I like Drake a lot because to me he's like the Barack Obama of rap music. Like he's black, but he speaks slow enough to make white people feel comfortable. And I uh, I think 
Obama probably looks at America the way Drake looks at his ex-girlfriend in Hotline Bling, right? Where he's just standing there like, I uh, used to call you on your cell phone late night when I need your vote. Because I know when that Hotline Bling, it just means we are polling. Because ever since I left the White House, you got to pay health care for yourself now. Rich got tax breaks. You feel left out. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Uh, Russia got you down, got you stressed out. Because ever since I left the White House, you lowered regulations on the big banks. Pump propaganda into think tanks. Hanging out with some Nazis I never seen before. All right, it was the first time saying that out loud. How did the it felt, it felt all right? Yeah, yeah, cool, cool, uh, dope. So uh, I want to talk about my first grade teacher, uh, Ms. Bradford. Ms. Bradford, uh, really southern lady. Uh, I went to first grade in Texas. She was a very southern lady. Like uh, she just loved baking and hunting and Jesus, right? And she was pretty racist. Like not outwardly racist. She just loved college football a lot. And if you're really into college football, you refer to the Civil War as the War of Northern Aggression. Like, if you love the NFL, you love what America is today. But if you love SEC football, you love what America could have been. And she was, uh, she was always trying to convert me and my family to Christianity. My parents didn't like that because we're Hindu. And they wanted us to, like, know the prayers, know the gods, not eat beef. But, like, the week before that, I had had my first sloppy jaw. I was like, yo, let's hear this lady out, dude. These are some pretty delicious gospels. And uh, so we would have a bunch of books on Christianity around our house. And we also had a bunch of Jesus coloring books, which was pretty dope. I would always color him brown because that's historically correct. Right? Just a guy walking around the Middle East in a loincloth and a lot of sexual repression. You're telling me that guy was white? Get the fuck out of here. I'm uh, big fan of Jesus because he, uh, he was so bad at his job, he became a life coach, and that's the most millennial shit you can do. Uh, yeah, I'll take that for now. Janesh Rolanye! Yay! Yo, uh, I, so I thought the Obama-Drake thing, I like the way where you took it where it's like he rapped slow enough. Uh, I kind of feel like you could do like an example of one like Drake song, like maybe a short thing there. Um, and then like you, there's always like twist of buzz arounds where it's like way fast. He's like, oh, it feels yeah. like super. Uh, and then you do like the rap uh, for Obama. I I think that was like the lyrics are obviously on point. I would say, I mean, I know it was your first time doing it, but like also try doing it like maybe like a little bit on the beat of like Hotline Bling a little bit. Oh yeah, if I can um, get if I can get the music to go yeah, with it, I don't do that. I don't think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, you say like you have one line in there like you love what America could have been. I feel like that is funny, but then I kind of wanted you to like force feed it to me in like one line. Like what 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 does that mean like? Even like after the SEC, the SEC, okay. Yeah, like what is that one line? Is like what what America could have been. Okay. Yeah, I was actually gonna comment comment on that as well because I felt like it was uh, like 
like it makes sense to people who know what football is, but like it's kind of it's a little bit uh, it, it's not exactly what the topic is about. So it kind of comes out of left field if you don't know no. exactly what you mean by that. So I feel like maybe it needs more explanation or like this uh, exposition about like kind of yeah. what the background is. Like on you that. watch Especially- Django Unchained and identify with Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> that's. that's- <laughs> I like the bit about the sloppy Joe and the southern lady trying to convert you from Hinduism. You know, like sloppy Joe, is this the body of Christ? Because if it is, like I am in. Ooh, I do like that. Sloppy Jesus. Um, I agree with the point about going deeper into the act out of that joke. I think um, one big thing about Hotline Bling and about it being so viral was the dance. Yeah. So if you'd like do the Nazis line and then. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yo, that would be it. Like you have one yeah. pause for the. Keep that Obama hand, too. Yeah, you sound, you sound like Obama. It was good. Oh, yeah. Was it like with a beat, could you see that being enjoyable? I thought it was enjoyable it was, without a beat. Because it was fucking I quiet. I thought it was <laughs> enjoyable <laughs> without yeah. a beat. That, okay. I mean, that song is known for like its little like uh, Cuban piano riffs. So yeah. Maybe if you do that like in Obama's voice, like it's like a cha 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 cha. <laughs> and he like, like starts like that and yeah. goes into his thing. All right. Dope. Thank you. You could also just quit. Hey! Put your hands together, everybody. Red Natural Law! Yay! Yay! All right. Uh, so that's the end of our the workshop portion. Please continue taking notes if you so choose to to give to people later and talk to them as regular people. But we gotta we gotta go through it. We have we can do three minutes a person and we can still make it under the wire because there is a show at eight. So here we go. Speed round. I'm going to be honking at two minutes. Your first comedian is Jason King. Yay! What's up, guys? How's it going? Good. Uh, I'm addicted to cartoons, um, but that was forced upon me because I have three younger siblings. Um, you know, my mom would always come up to me. She's like, Jason, you're going to have another brother. And then I'm like, shit. Now I have five more years of Dora the Explorer. So in my 15 years of Dora the Explorer, I've learned that she has the worst work associates. Okay? Because whenever Dora the Explorer goes to her fellow co-workers, whether it's the map or the backpack, and she asks for help, they always go, sure. Just give me five minutes. Just switch it with the other microphone in front of you. Okay. Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay. So, in my 15 years of watching Dora the Explorer, I've learned that Dora has the worst work associates because, you know, whether, regardless of whether she goes to, you know, the map or the backpack and she asks for help, their answer is always, sure, just give me five minutes to do my dance. <laughs> right? It's like, oh, you've seen this dance already? No matter. I'm just going to do it every time you ask for something. You know? It's like, no, this dance doesn't have any helpful guidelines or processes. I'm just going to say my name like 30 times. <laughs> like, this isn't, this isn't helpful for someone that's going to be an adult one day. You know what I mean? It's like, Doc, can you help me out? I just got shot in the dick tip. <laughs> and the other person's like, sure, I can help you because... I'm the doc, I'm the doc, I'm the doc, I'm the doc, I'm the doc. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, should I help him? Deberia <laughs> ayudarlo. That was the other thing about this show. Like, no one knew how to do anything, right? Like, always trying to crowdsource their work. You know? Like, I thought this was an educational show. I've been given directions for the past 30 minutes. Like, no one learns anything by giving someone else directions, you know? Like, you never see, like, a senior pilot, you know, being like, hey, if we want to pull up the plane, did we go backwards or forwards? Like, uh, we go forwards. Uh-oh. Should I help him? <laughs> um, I'm going to try to do this thing real quick. Um, so, have you all heard about the white lady who came home to an apartment, found a black dude in it, shot him, realized you know, she was in the wrong apartment? Think about how many signs she missed, right? She walks in, she's like, oh, almost tripped over my size 12 Jordans. It's like, oh man, it's so nice to see my diploma from Morehouse. <laughs> Gee, am I proud of all this seasoning. <laughs> oh, you're still here, black grandma. <laughs> okay. Woo, got one. All right, thanks, guys. Peace out. Jason King, everyone. Yay. You're an ex-comedian. Clap your hands in a wild, slappy-like motion for Max Eddie. A little boy. Fuck yeah, let's do it. Um, I used to do sports. I used to, when I was a kid, I, I played soccer for 10 years. Uh, and then I started refing. Because uh, why be a soldier when you can be God? You know what I'm saying? Like, that was, it was nice. I got to actually control the game. It was, it was, power was fun, man. And it, it was easy. Like, I was like 14 and I was refing like seven year old. So it was chill. It was like, make sure they don't kill themselves. You're not like, taking bribes and shit, you know, it's like, it's, it's very easy. That would've been badass though, if a kid came up to me, he's like, let me use my hands, and there's three Capri Sun boxes with your name on it, like, that would've been badass. But, um, no, the, the main rule, like, we had to enforce was, like, if parents start swearing on the sidelines, because parents get really jazzed about their kids playing, so if, if they start swearing, though, that's when you can kick them out. And I remember the first time I kicked a parent out, because uh, this dude, the whole game was yelling a lot. You could tell he was, trying not to swear you know when someone is like holding it back and it's just so obvious like they're just, just like that's a foul like uh, it's like i heard your brain call the audible there man like that's that's it but at one point he finally said fuck and i just went chihuahua on him immediately i was just like hey man we can't have that kind of sh stuff out here okay you gotta go and then he comes back at me and just goes what the fuck did you just say to me and i realized that I had used my only move. Uh, I had nothing to back that out, back that up. All my cards were on the table. I didn't have like a gun. Uh, so um, what I did is I immediately went on the ground and played dead, effectively. And, and it worked. Um, I didn't see him leave. I kind of blacked out. But uh, when I opened my eyes, he was gone. Uh, so it worked in that sense. But I had to ref the rest of the game. And those seven-year-olds did not respect me uh, for the rest of that because they saw uh, what I had done. And they were calling me a word that I'm not going to say right here. Uh, uh, and I just pretended to not hear. I'm like, yeah, I am a possum. Uh, I played dead. Um, do I have to say that they called me a pussy? Is that clear? Uh, yeah, I know. I know. I was, I was seeing if I could do that clean, but I can't. Um, that's good. Uh, I think I had one more thing. Uh, fuck it. Um, no, uh, white power. Bye, guys. Um. <laughs>
9-11 was an inside job. No, that, that, it does work with just possum. You don't, you don't have to say pussy. That was good. Um, and again, and again, thank you guys. Thank you for, thank you for donating. Thank you for donating. I really appreciate it. And we don't have a PayPal anymore, but if you can't donate, I totally understand that. Just please, please, please follow us on Instagram and please, please, please take picture of people like looking fun here and being cool and then post that and say that you were here at Joke Workshop at Mutiny Radio SF. And that means, that means more to me than money. So honestly, but just a little, just you guys doing just a little, it makes such a difference for me. It really, really does because it makes this place look a lot cooler that you admit that you hang out here your next comedian put your hands together it's true <laughs> just because no women let all the women be jealous like all the cute guys were hanging out at mutiny with pam again oh like your next comedian with his sultry voice he brings everyone to his jokes put your hands together for starler burns what's up mutiny can you hear me all right yeah well our time together is short so let's make it sweet now, a lot of comics like to break the ice with a joke about their appearance. So if you're thinking, looking at me, what I think when I look at myself, then you must be thinking, I wish this guy was a lot more handsome. And it hurts me every day that he's not. <laughs> three for three, that joke has never worked. Sometimes it gets me some Oz, but I don't want Oz. I want Haas. Ah, beautiful. Uh, if there was one opinion I have formed living in San Francisco, it is that poop does not belong in public unless it is still inside its person. Then it's okay. Like, free range is a very bad descriptor when it is applied to poop. I may make an exception to this policy if the poop is used to promote social good, like, if you use poop to smear giant letters on City Hall that spell out the word gentrification, like, I get that. I can get behind that. I'll contribute to your legal fees. Gentrification is kind of a long word, though, so pack a big lunch. Beautiful. Okay. Really? Okay. <laughs> It's because gentrification has so many letters in it that to spell it out with poop, you would need a lot of poop. Yay. Yeah. So I gotta feed the audience the poop. I can't just assume they got it. Okay. Uh, so people in the Bay Area ask me where my accent is from a lot, which offends me because I'm from the Bay Area. Uh, no, I get it, though. It's because I speak with a somewhat unusual cadence. I've realized at my last Thanksgiving screaming match that I got it from my mom. My voice is my mommy manifesting herself through me, as my mommy likes to do. Now, if you need an idea of my mom, well, she named me Starler straight up. Like, obviously, that tells you something. That decision came from a place of trauma. Now, if you need a more in-depth understanding of my mother, when I was little, she used to tell me these bedtime stories about this imaginary little brother I had who was only an inch tall, and he would go on all sorts of adventures, winning the favor of the Frog King and such. I later learned that this, these stories were my mom's way of working through a miscarriage. 
So I guess what I'm saying is that my mother is a whimsical woman, and I, she beget a whimsical man. And one day I will regale my own children with the amazing stories of their little tiny uncle who was technically medical waste. <laughs> I don't have much time left, so let's do one I have truncated and I'm experimenting with. Okay, folks, you like interactivity? I, I am getting a good feeling about this. So what is the difference between a rotting jack-o'-lantern and Donald Trump? What? We speak in sentences here at Mutiny. Ask me what the difference is. I did not get into an argument with my landlord about all the Donald Trumps on my porch that escalated to physical violence. Yeah, that one's a bit of an anti-joke. So thank you for the anti-laughter. Well, Starler, that was the best set I've ever seen you do until the last joke. <laughs> until the last joke, I was like, that's the best set I've ever seen you do, man. That was great. I would laugh my ass off. That was funny. You're next. I'm sorry. I've, I've, I'm sorry. I've heard your Donald Trump joke before. I don't know. It's, I'm like, yeah, yeah. But the rest of it tonight was like, you were on fire, dude. Your next comedian, uh, he's a new guy here. Put your hands together for Homes Con. <laughs> What's up, guys? Uh, freaking two ladies and too many gentlemen here tonight. Oh. Freaking goddamn ethnic comedy? Nah, I'm white on the inside. Uh, my luck with girls isn't great, uh, so f to fix it, I now identify as a six foot four rich white male, and you have to treat me that way. Um. I'm not good at uh, football or basketball, but I can calculate your taxes, help you code for your startup, be your Uber driver, and if I shave my beard, I can mow your lawn too. Uh, if I did play football, though, I'd be on the Browns. Uh, you know, doesn't everybody just love cops? Those uh, round donut-eating, coffee-drinking uh you know, law enforcers. Although here in San Francisco, they're fit as hell. They, uh, they eat kale chips and drink kombucha. Uh, Jews have ten... Oh, wait. Hold on. <laughs> All right, let's just do the Jew. <laughs> Jews have tons of money. That's why they're called cashews. No, they... Never mind. <laughs> Uh, so my mom's an immigrant. Uh, she calls ranch white sauce. Sometimes she calls it cheese sauce. Uh, she's no longer my mother. I've, I've outsourced that job to India. Uh, let's see. Um, so drunk, I'm, I'm a Lyft driver. Um, so I get a lot of drunk, uh, drunk people and uh, it's pretty shocking sometimes. I'll get in my car. They're like, yeah, let's party. It's my birthday. Hmm. <laughs> One time, a rider of mine was so drunk, she got out the back seat on one side, ran to the other side, got right back in, and fell right back to sleep. Um, let's see. I'd never join ISIS, but it was hard to turn them down when they offered me 120 k a year, great medical and dental benefits, 
and a great 401k plan. That's all I got for tonight. Thank you, everybody. This is all new. All new stuff. I really wanted notes, though, but... Well, you still technically have 40 seconds, so what do you want to know from people? You have 40 seconds still in your time. Well, Ask your question the- quick. Which, which joke do you want feedback on? Quick, go. The ISIS one? ISIS. Anybody have feedback on the ISIS joke? It's too far. Get, run up to the microphone. You got it? All right. It sounds it. like really good benefits, so you should join it. <laughs> sounds like good, but I know benefits are hard to come by. So you can mislead people and say that it's a startup and then reveal that it's ISIS because there was no misleading in the joke, so you have to mislead people somehow. Mm. Because ISIS, what is ISIS if not a startup? Mm. Mm. Nice stuff. Um, yeah, because you're clearly a writer. You're clearly writing stuff. You've got your thing uh, out there with your um, jokes, yeah. and you're writing like actual jokes. It's just... Um, you know, um, how to make them land. Go right, ahead, yeah. Jason, real quick. It's like an argument between you and your friend. You're like, ah, oh, he's like, don't do it. It's like, it has benefits. And like, eh, I, I got to do it. And you're like, yeah, it's going to blow up one day. Ah, the man's going to blow up. It's a startup. That's great. Last comment. If you're doing uh, like mislead about it being a startup in San Francisco, I feel like it would be better to do like a double mislead after that, where you say what the startup is going to do is like overthrow the government in Syria and Levant and install a caliphate. Or, or that the purpose of it is to burn it down like arson so you can get the insurance money. Because that's another thing people do in San Francisco startups. You yeah. get a lot of money and then it accidentally burns down. Oh, no. Now we collect the insurance. <laughs> right, right, right. Although that has nothing to do with ISIS. That's just the way San Francisco works. Put your hands together, everyone, for Humza Khan. Uh, thank Yay. you. Three comics left. We're going to fit you all in. Your next comedian. Put your hands together right now for Ernest Evangelista. <laughs> Hey guys, how you guys doing? Cool. So you guys know I've been uh, three months sober now? Yeah, it's so much better. And it's so much cool because I have like new hobbies now. My new hobbies is watching people overdose and feel better about myself. (laughs) It's like the best thing to do ever. Isn't it cool? Like good news yesterday, you heard about that rapper who died? of an overdose, of a seizure. And did you hear how he died? He was on his fancy fucking private jet, and then the feds were about to raid his, uh, his, uh, his, because he had a bunch of guns. And he was like, fuck, the cops are coming. I should take all these pills. And then he died of a seizure. Isn't that hilarious? Like, how funny is that? He's like, oh, the shenanigans. And then he just overdoses and, and now my blood, blood. Try to auto-tune that, bitch. Try to fucking talk shit about Tupac. Um. So yeah, so I like. I'm been pretty good. I've been pretty good sober. Uh, I wa- I like watching Intervention just to see what could have been. I could have been on TV, dog. I could have been on. Really could have been doing something in my life, man. Uh, but yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, alright, you guys have a good night. You jumped out way too fast. You only did like a minute and 30 seconds. I wasn't even close to ready for you. Come on. Feedback. That'd be cool. Feedback. Or not.
Do you, you still have another minute? Do you want to tell one more joke? Uh, Is there one more new joke no, you want to try? Not, not really any new jokes. Um, you want to talk uh, about your tiny nose ring? I never noticed that before. Yeah, it just, just sparkled I in got the sunlight. This pierced, there. So I don't do cocaine anymore. Is uh, that why you did it? That's great. Pretty much. Did you just recently get that? Yeah, it was twenty dollars outside of open mic in Vegas. Which is why I didn't even notice it till just now. It just sparkled in the sunshine. That's such mm-hmm. a that's such a funny premise to bring that's up. More what I paid for parking. That's what I said on Facebook. All right, you guys have a good night. Yay! It absolutely makes sense. I never understood how people with any like septum rings or nose rings could do c- cocaine because it like gets everywhere and it falls over. You can't like touch your nose, and it's like how do you even deal with it? So it's a really smart way to not do cocaine. Well, you're so wow. Your next comedian, put your hands together for Hunter Stare. Yay! All right, speed round. I'm from the south, like a lot of comedians here. Anybody else just find out that drinking and driving is illegal? Bam. Okay, uh, I grew up in the South uh, with a Southern mother. Uh, anybody have a hip? Or sorry, a, a, a hippie mother in the South. Anybody have a hippie mom? Hippie mom? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, hippie mom in the South too. So does this resonate with you? I was once invited to a ten-year-old's uh, because I was also ten. Uh, that would be weird. Uh, I was invited to a GI Joe-themed birthday party. It's exactly what you're picturing. You know, a bunch of little kids dressed in uh, camouflage T-shirts with little plastic hats and super soakers running around, acting a fool with one another. And uh, my mom wanted to let me go to the party. I wanted to go to the party but there was a catch i had to be the medic does anybody remember doc from gi joe i was doc from gi joe so it's like can i at least have a sidearm or something like that no no no. you can have a first aid kit you can have this red this white shirt with the red cross and you can have a bible because he was also a chaplain yeah, it's a little bit more fucked up than you, and it sounds because the other little kids are just playing the capture the flag. I'm performing last rites on all of my dead friends. You know, like, what? because what else was I going to do? You can't, like, you think they was performing gay marriages in the military? No, I was performing last rites on dead children. Uh, I was just like, uh, spirit is sanctum. No, you don't like that? Have some Jesus. No? Okay, fine. Have some morphine. See, I can kill people too. I call that joke uh, hippie, southern hippie mama. G.I. joke. I did that just for the tag. Uh, so I've been, uh, I've resolved to, st- I've resolved to stop uh, running from my fears and my biggest fear is running. So that's really convenient for me. Uh, I think that uh, I tried it one time. Anybody else ever, ever tried running more than one time? Yeah, this guy, the, the exercise guy. I don't know how you do it. I, I tried it just because I heard about the runner's high, and uh, I was like, oh, I'll try to get high anyway I can at least one time. But I think that uh, I got more of a near-death experience. So... I, I think I got a bad dose of runner's high. That's what I'm saying. It's like a bunk dose. Need to talk to the guy who sold it to me. Uh, but uh, <laughs> only the drug addicts like that. Uh, but um, I think the most intimidating runners that I've ever seen are the people who, first of all, they have their full outfits, the outfits where they wear the reflective shit all over them and they've got their shoes just for running. And then the most intimidating runners I've ever seen, and I know you've seen these people, they're the ones who run down the street side by side, shoulder to shoulder, having full-blown conversations while running at breakneck speed. Just like full conversations. It's like, hey, did you see that movie Queen and Slim? It's like, oh yeah, that was an excellent movie. You know, the cinematography was amazing. And then I really think that the ending though, and then I thought that that was the most intimidating thing I'd ever seen in my life until uh, I saw two people doing that swimming at my local pool. You know, just lane by lane right next to each other. It's like, so, how was that house? 
war that you saw on Saturday. It's like, oh man, you know, the APR, I think it's a little bit too much, like 5.5%. And then the other guy's just like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. That joke makes me really dizzy. Um, <laughs> that's it. Taking it seriously on the speed round. All right, your last comedian of the night, because I I can't tell jokes anymore. I have mm. your next comedian. Put your hands together for Steven Asifo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we should be uh, celebrating Kwanzaa more. Uh, the reason why it is uh, the week-long observance, and I feel like any holiday that that's a week-long should definitely get a lot more praise than it is. Actually, it's the third longest uh, observance of African-American culture, if you guys didn't know that. Uh, third is Kwanzaa, second is Black History Month, and then number one is the NBA Finals. You know, like, you guys got to recognize that. I, I would like to you know, celebrate Kwanzaa more, but I feel like what's been holding Kwanzaa back is that it doesn't have a romantic storyline. You know, like Christmas, you know, you have I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus, like a classic innocent tale of like infidelity. You know, like that's what that shit is about. Uh, Kwanzaa doesn't have anything like that. Uh, I feel like they would have uh, something like last Kwanzaa, I gave you my heart and get, like bring Michael Bolton back just for that. I think he would come back to life for that. I feel like he would, if he knew he was doing black people a solid, he'd get out of his grave for that. Um, uh, it needs like the whole stimulus package, you know, like and, and I think the one thing to really bring it all home uh, is like a movie. You know, a movie that really sums up the values of Kwanzaa. And uh, so this December, I have this Kwanzaa coming to picture starring Idris Elba and Nicki Minaj. And Nicki Minaj is a single mother of three who just recently loses her job uh, as a manager at Popeye's. And she's forced to go back to her hometown of Nairobi, Kenya. And uh, while she's there learning all the seven principles of of Kwanzaa, she runs into Idris Alba, who is a scam artist, and they have to, I'm still working on the plot, but it's something there, it's something something there, and I, I just wanna see how messy we can get until someone's, until everyone leaves the, the theater saying, Umaji, right? Like, that's one of the principles for purpose. Uh, I mean, Christmas is Christmas is definitely like the best American holiday, and it's because like it's it's easy to celebrate the value of it. You know, it's you know centered around giving presents and shit like that. You know, oh, I got a gift. Thank you for my gift. You get a gift. I get a gift now. You know, Thanksgiving around giving thanks. Hey, thank you. No, thank you, man. Appreciate shit like that. I mean, Fourth of July is up there, but it's it's not you know, better than the other two, because all we do is just light shit on fire and have a bunch of car sales. I feel like there's better ways to celebrate our independence than, you know, getting a great, great deal on a Chevy, you know, uh, and just annoying our neighbors. I had something else for that, and now I forget what it was. That's fine. Um, cool. Uh, so last thing that I remember is uh, my friend, I feel like we let too many things in life stress us out. My, my friend the other day, she told me um, she's going through a quarter-life crisis at the age of 30, uh, which I would be stressed out too if I thought I was going to live for another 90 years. Like, what the fuck am I going to do with my life, right? Like, what am I really going to do? You know, like, I've already, you know, tried being a bum. I've tried going to school. I've tried getting, getting kicked out of school. I'm running out of options on this fucking earth, man. Um, last thing here. Uh, I, I feel like being in a, in a relational relationship is weird. Uh, because you have to explain your culture to, you know, someone else like, 
Uh, and some things are just too hard to explain, you know. Like I took my girlfriend uh, to Thanksgiving with me recently, and you know, on my way to like my aunt's house, uh, you know, I was like, well, how do I explain to her like how black family gatherings work, you know? Because she's already concerned that we're three hours late, you know. And <laughs> and <laughs> so she was just like, Stephen, your aunt is gonna be pissed. And I was like, my aunt's not even there, right? Like it's like we are we are fine. Like everyone's showing up. We're doing great. Uh, that is all I got. Thank you guys very much. Yay! Yay! Well, we did it. We got through the whole list. There were 20 comedians tonight at the Joke Workshop, and so I really appreciate actually all of you staying. And if you didn't, if you didn't have the awesome opportunity to donate to this incredible place that stays open, that's totally fine. Just like us and follow us on Instagram at Mutiny Radio SF. And take a picture. Take a picture of each other being cool, hanging out in front of all of these cool bikes and stuff. And post it to your Instagram and tag us at Mutiny Radio SF. I've been your host, Pam Benjamin. I'm constantly begging for money, but now we don't have a PayPal, so it's like I can't even ask you on the listening site to give us money. Just come by. See a show. It's going to be great. Uh, But thank you, all of the comedians. Again, follow us on Instagram because Facebook's dead. Ha ha. Uh, This has been Joke Workshop. I guess everybody goes places. Today you were listening to um, the lovely and amazing Wyatt Act in the Phils. What a band. What incredible people. Uh, Keep going for them. Thanks for being here. Bye. We'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Dr. Harris, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834.
I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with a white interior. And I started to do some thinking. And I'm on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glasses. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. I am a total from Lori Stone's voice is absolutely right. I am petty, bellious, and adolescent. And I will cut the shit. Henry! Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're 